Is this dog known for its singing voice? Did a president name this breed? Is this the hardest dog to train? Roll over, roll over. Why is this dog's tail naked? Can this dog run faster than a racehorse? Dogs 101 celebrates man's best friend. Today, the Samoyed, the Rat Terrier, the Shiba Inu, the Irish Water Spaniel, the Greyhound. And we start with a dog whose coat can weigh 15 pounds, the Commodore. Is this a dog or is this a giant mop? Behold the Commodore, the dog with the heaviest fur in the canine world. That coat actually weighs 15 pounds and can be over 2,000 quarts. These amazing dreadlocks didn't evolve so the Commodore could grace the cover of Beck's album Odelay. Nope, this livestock guarding dog developed its unique coat for camouflage. So it was kind of a sneaky way of having the dog hidden within the flock. When the wolf or the bear comes to eat a sheep, woo, comes out the Commodore and attacks it. According to folklore, the Commodore's flock protection efforts almost eliminated the wolf from Hungary, where this striking creature has been a working dog for hundreds of years. Over 3,000 years ago, the ancient Babylonian King Hammurabi mentioned the Commodore in the Code of Hammurabi, a series of laws that dictated almost all aspects of daily life. This is the Bob Marley of the dog world. The trademark of this muscular canine is its long corded white coat, which develops over the first two years of life. It is the most unique coat in the whole dog world. Commandoric, believe it or not, that's the plural of Commodore, have rectangular shaped bodies. And in the center of that white mop-like face is a feature that's always black, the Commodore's nose. 30 miles northeast of Denver, this shaved Commodore is enjoying a lifestyle ideally suited to her breed. It's kind of a unique situation to have a dog that really wants to be more than just a dog and wants to help out with all the management of everybody here. Come on, let's go. Three-year-old Nellie lives at the Wild Animal Sanctuary in Keensburg, Colorado. This 320-acre facility is a refuge for large carnivores rescued from illegal or abusive situations. Over 200 animals live out their lives peacefully here in species-specific habitats. But among the lions, tigers, and bears, it's often Nellie, the Commodore, who keeps the visitors happy. You see all the tight curls that she has? Or just roams the grounds with Pat Craig, the sanctuary's founder. But her real job is to watch over her canine companions and the sanctuary's youngest additions. Nellie and the dogs help raise these cubs, so definitely without them, this would be a very difficult situation. When young cubs like these five-month-old African lions arrive at the sanctuary, they aren't physically mature enough to be introduced to a pride, so Nellie and her furry friends offer a helping hand. Having the dogs to romp and play and wrestle and do all those kinds of things with help build their motor skills, which is really important. But Nellie and the other dogs don't just help the cubs develop muscles and coordination, they actually teach them about the family structure of a lion pride. It's not too different from the family structure of a dog pack. So the cubs actually get to observe how the dogs in their pack structure can have this hierarchy and so they can learn, okay, what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. A flock guardian by nature, Nellie functions as the matriarch of the cubs' surrogate pride. Her job is to keep everyone in line, 
protect and monitor the cub's activity, and let them know when enough is enough. Because she lives such an active outdoor existence, Pat shaves his caring Commodore every year or so to keep her coat debris-free. Those ringlets soon become dreadlocks, and eventually that becomes a real mess for her. Whether she's off with her pals to visit the wolves or hanging out at the daily staff meeting, this 135-pound den mother knows how central she is to the wild animal sanctuary and just how much her boss values her work. I really love Nellie. Having a dog that's just not a happy-go-lucky dog, but somebody who really cares about the family has really endeared me to Nellie. She's a special dog. Common Doric aren't for everyone. These dignified dogs require moderate daily exercise and are best suited to country settings without neighbors close by. Their protective instincts can make them wary of strangers. They have few genetic health problems, probably because they descended from centuries of hardy working stock. Ironically, these large, sturdy dogs boast excellent vision, even though their eyes are often covered. How they see through all that hair, only they could tell you. Grooming these corded canines is another story. Commodores are one of the more difficult dogs to care for if you want them to have that traditional corded coat. You'll never have to brush those cords, but you will have to separate them regularly to prevent matting. And while Commodoric hardly shed, their dense coats are a magnet for insects and dirt. Because the Commodore was bred to work independently as a flock guardian, it can be willful and requires early training by an experienced owner. In a family, the Commodore is loyal and protective of children, but has little tolerance for teasing. To sum up, the Commodore has moderate exercise requirements and thrives in a rural environment. Its health is generally good, but grooming this heavy-coated canine is time-consuming, and early training is a must to control the dog's independent streak. The Commodore is extremely protective, but few families can provide the home, time, or lifestyle to keep this breed satisfied. Tall, dark, with big hair. Ah, uh, if you've never seen one of these dogs, that's something to look at. They remind me of Lucy, and I love Lucy because of the way she wore her hair. And it sort of looks like a poodle. They do kind of look like a poodle. But it's not a poodle. It's an Irish water spaniel. They're very playful and goofy and bouncy. And like a typical spaniel, they love to swim and hunt. They approach everything with enthusiasm, and they're an exceptional dog at retrieving. But even though Gina Davis has one, and another lived in the Playboy Mansion as the favorite pooch of Hugh Hefner's ex-wife Kimberly, don't expect to see this dog on every corner, because you won't. Right now, there are only about 1,500 of these dogs living in the U.S., and these elegant spaniels have been called a slew of names. Whiptail, rat tail dog, Shannon Spaniel, and Bog Dog. That's a dog with a lot of nicknames. While some of these names refer to the dog's skinny little wagger, others relate to its history, which is a little fuzzy. It is the largest of all the Spaniels and considered to be probably one of the oldest of the Spaniel breeds. Legend says St. Patrick is the one who mystically decided to put the dog's tail fur on its head. The first thing you notice on the Irish Water Spaniel is his gorgeous brown, slightly purple-tinged coat. 
They've got this soft, curly top knot. Someone once said it's like a bad toupee. And this dog has super strong feet. Wet feet, just like the poodle, who they are an ancestor of. Interestingly, the Irish water spaniel's tail is naked. That acts as a rudder in the water, makes them an even more efficient swimmer. Kim and her husband Jeremy live in Amesbury, Massachusetts, where they have not one but two fun-loving Irish water spaniels. Fiona is a queen bee. She's definitely a queen bee. It's totally about her. <laughs> she loves to be the center of attention. Selchi, she's happy-go-lucky, wants to do whatever I want to do. And the dogs have a pretty nice life, where they share space with Diesel the cat. And as you can see, Kim has her dogs pretty well trained. It's not really too surprising. After all, look what she does for a living. Good, hold it. She's a resident animal training advisor at Zoo New England, where she has Bubba the black bear eating out of her hand. Nice job, Bub. And at home, Kim's dogs are like well-trained children. Keep those long, beautiful ears nice and clean. We put something called a snood on them. Snoods are garments designed to keep long-haired and long-eared dogs clean around things like water bowls. When they're all done eating, what they have to do is they have to pick up their food bowls and bring it into the kitchen. Good girls. And Jeremy's taught the girls to put away their toys. I've trained uh, Selchi and Fiona to help me put away the toys. Okay, go get a toy. Go find a toy. Good girl. All right. I think that's it. While Kim and Jeremy seem to have the dogs on a tight leash, they swear it's really all just fun and games for the pack. The more fun you have with them, the more fun they'll have, and they just keep bringing out the fun in you. But being obedient at home wasn't enough for this clan. Today, they're in the field, working on polishing their hunt test skills. It's a chance for them to exercise the instincts and natural skills they were born with. Dog to the line! A hunt test tries all different types of retrievers, on land and in the water. Here's how it works. Let me know when you're ready. Duck calls are quacked. And rubber bumpers are shot for the dogs to mark. Marking means seeing and remembering where the birds land. Their performance is assessed by a judge. Then the dogs must successfully retrieve the bird bumper and bring it back to the handler. That a girl, Fiona, good girl! Today we're hoping that they pass their test, so we'll see what happens. As the dog advances, the tests get harder. Very nice. Yay. I think it's fun for them. They don't really know it's a test. Today, not only did the dogs get a little closer to becoming hunt test champions. Good job, Fiona. Good job, Reddy. But this triumphant trio also got closer to each other. It's what they're meant to do. They love doing it. That was an excellent job. Should get a 10 on that one. So if you'd like a sporting dog like Fiona and Selchi, remember, they're not quiet little loafing dogs. They need to run and be active. As for health issues, these dogs can develop typical spaniel ear infections and big dog eye issues like entropion. Entropion is an eye disorder that affects the eyelids. Basically, the lower eyelid rolls inward, pressing all the eyelashes against the sensitive eye surface. Over time, if not treated, entropion can lead to scarring, nerve damage, even vision loss. Surprisingly, even with all that hair, these curly mop tops don't need too much grooming. 
just a routine bath and brush. And because the Irish Water Spaniel is super smart, he's pretty easy to train. It's kind of looking for direction and hoping you're going to be there to provide it. As far as being a good pet, this dog can be a good addition to an active family. In general, the Irish Water Spaniel needs lots of exercise, so apartment living might not be the best option. As far as health, watch out for ear infections and eye problems. Despite its fabulous fur, the Irish Water Spaniel needs very little grooming. And because they're so smart, they are very trainable. As for being good with children, they are. As long as the kids respect the dog. Is this dog grinning? They're called the Smiling Sammies because their lips turn up and they actually look like they're smiling. These people-loving pooches are also called Samoyeds or Samoyeds. Or Sammies, Sams, or just plain smiley dogs. These are wonderful dogs. Companions to celebrities like Karen Carpenter and Helen Hunt, these powder puffs are known for their tendency not only to bark, but to sing. They have kind of a high-pitched, oh, woo, woo, woo. You think they're trying to talk to you. This fluffy breed also carries the distinction of being most closely related to the primitive dog. No wolf or fox DNA runs in the Samoyed strain. And when it comes to doggy smell, you're in luck. They tend to be a dog that has very little odor. One of the 14 most ancient breeds, Samoyeds are members of the Spitz family of dogs and hail from Siberia, where the Samoyed people use them for sledding, herding reindeer, and warmth, but not just snuggling. When they shed, there's all this massive pounds of fur. So rather than waste it, the people took it and spun it into yarn and made clothes out of it. If you want to spot a Samoyed, there are a few telltale signs. Look for black lips curved upwards into that Sammy smile. Another curve to look for is on the Samoyed's heavily coated tail, which curls over and actually touches the dog's back when alert. And don't forget the Samoyed's double coat, which is often white, but also comes in biscuit, white and biscuit, and cream. And their outer coat? It stands straight out. No wavy hair here. Is that going to be a blanket? Is that going to be a blanket? Like all Samoyeds, seven-year-old Bonbon sports a dense covering of luxurious fur. But unlike all Samoyeds, her sheddings aren't vacuumed away. Samoyed hair makes absolutely beautiful yarn. I've been saving a lot of Bonbon's hair lately and have not been spinning it because my desire is to have a beautiful blanket for my living room. Visit Victoria Pettigrew's living room outside of Dallas and you won't just find her spinning her smiling Sammy's fur into yarn you'll find a whole business dedicated to turning pet hair into keepsakes. VIP Fiber spins memories for people, not just yarn. Her company creates yarn and custom-made garments or tokens out of animal hair. Bon Bon serves as Victoria's muse. Her fur is spun into items like shawls and mittens. The idea for the spinnery was born out of the loss of Carly, Victoria's beloved Lhasa Apso. When she passed away, I missed her so much that after I had spun her hair, it felt like she was back with me again. Lisa Hawes is hoping the same will be true for her after the death of her dog, Bernie. He means the world to me and always will, and this gives me a little bit of him to have forever. Look at that! To turn any animal's coat into yarn or anything else, a thorough brushing is the first step. 
Victoria uses a flea comb to remove Bonbon's soft and loose undercoat. It's a lengthy process this ball of fluff absolutely adores, just like any Sammy would. Once the fur is gathered, you can find Bonbon hanging out by the carding machine, which lines all the fibers in the same direction. This docile dog is not one to disturb others' work. While Victoria spins the fiber, Bonbon takes in the action, just like she does when it's later plied and turned into a skein. And what about doggy dander? Can you really wash it out? Apparently, yes. Victoria has patented her own system. We have developed the process of washing it that removes the enzymes that causes those odors and allergies. The fiber is then wrung out, hung in a closet to dry, then reskained. Some customers might have their pet fur woven into a scarf like this one, but the possibilities are endless. When her co-workers take a break, Bon Bon is always right there, soaking up the attention of her spinnery pals. Her coat is definitely something special, but all this powder puff cares about is that her mom loves her for who she is. Do I get a kiss? Wow, thank you. Samoyeds are easygoing pets that can live in apartments if they're given a good amount of daily exercise. Just be careful if you live in a warmer climate, these dogs can overheat. These sociable canines usually live for 12 to 15 years, but they are predisposed to certain health problems diabetes, hypothyroidism, hip dysplasia, and kidney disease. In the grooming department, take heed. Samoyeds are heavy shedders that require brushing. Every single day, if you want to keep the fur outside of your house. Early obedience training is necessary to avoid behavior problems, but this medium-sized working dog responds nicely to a firm and patient hand. In a family, the Samoyed is a good fit because this pretty pooch loves everyone. So in general, Samoyeds are adaptable dogs that need a good amount of exercise and air conditioning in warm weather. Their health is about average, but their grooming requirements are great. Early training is essential because they can be stubborn. But these smiling dogs are so people-oriented that they fit into most any kind of family. If you're looking for a dog with looks, energy, personality, and lots of heart, choose a Samoyed, and you'll find yourself smiling as much as your dog. You're a good girl, huh? Looking for a dog that's easy to train? Well, keep looking. The Shiba Inu is a very intelligent yet independent dog, making one of the most difficult breeds to train. They're smart enough they'll just blow you off if you don't mean what you say. Birch! Birch! (laughs) But that doesn't mean they aren't loyal and loving. During a 2004 earthquake in Japan, one famous Shiba Inu sought out and guided rescue personnel to the damaged home where her owners, an elderly man and his granddaughter, were trapped. And that gives you a good idea of how tenacious and courageous these dogs are. The Shiba Inu, which means brushwood dog in Japanese, is one of the oldest breeds. They were bred to hunt boar, birds, and even bears. In 1936, Japan declared the breed a national treasure. Today, it remains the Land of the Rising Sun's most popular companion dog. In 2008, however, many people took notice of a Shiba Inu named Kika and her litter of puppies. Their live puppy cam on Ustream became an internet sensation, attracting millions of viewers. 
The Shiba Inu is gifted with a thick coat that not only keeps it warm in cooler climates, but also helps keep it clean. It actually repels dirt, so they don't need to be bathed as often as you might think. Unlike most dogs' tails, the Shiba Inu's curls upward over its back and possesses a large plume to the fur. So it gives the tail a brush-like look. And their triangular perked ears, in combination with their face and coat, give the Shiba Inu an almost wild appearance. I think a lot of people choose a Shiba Inu because they feel like they're getting a little fox in their home. But appearance aside, their personality is closely matched to another common domesticated animal. They're a little bit cat-like. They're fastidious with their appearance. Typical boy. That fastidious and independent nature can be sometimes interpreted as unfriendly. They tend to be dogs that are not that warm and welcoming to strangers, but are very closely bonded with their families. And a close bond can mean much more than just companionship. Just ask Zach Follett and his Shiba Inu puppy, Zakarian. It's the best little puppy right here, I'll tell you what. Zach is a linebacker for the Detroit Lions. Early on, he found that life in the NFL was very different from his high school and college days. First year in professional football, it's a roller coaster ride. Being out there in a place where I don't have too many friends, the only people I know are teammates. Looking for some added friendship, Zach did some research and found that a Shiba Inu sounded like a good fit for him. That's when he got Zakarian, who complimented Zach perfectly. I have a split personality, you know. I got the football personality that's high-strung, but when I'm off the field, I like to relax. And this dog's kind of the same way. He'll have his hyper times, but then he likes to relax, chill, sit on the couch, watch TV with me. One thing Zach never would have imagined is how Zakarian could help him keep his focus on football. In the off-season, Zach has become a Detroit favorite due to the amount of time he spends corresponding with fans on the web. What he quickly found was that he spent more time on the computer and less on training. Enter Zakarian. Definitely keeps me uh, working hard, keeps me active. And the most important thing is gets me off the cyber world. You know, that thing sucks me in and it's good to have a friend take me away. As a result, Zach has found a training partner who not only keeps him motivated, but also makes working out fun for both of them. He definitely brings out my play side. He likes to just grab on a rope and just tug. It makes me want to go out and do more things. And that effort is paying off. Zach was originally cut from the Lions in his rookie year, but now has a great chance to start on defense. I think God kind of blessed me with his dog. He was put in my life for a reason. But the time he and Zakarian spend together isn't just based on training. For Zach, it's a chance to spend more quality time with his new friend. It's funny to see his personality grow as he becomes more familiar with me. The bond between us definitely is growing stronger as he gets older. My dog is my best friend and I take him everywhere. Good boy. That's a good boy. The Shiba Inu can adapt to most spaces and is a good dog for apartments because of its medium size and relative quietness. It is a relatively healthy breed with a life expectancy of 12 to 15 years, but can be susceptible to hip and eye problems. The Shiba Inu is very adept at grooming itself, 
but its thick coat is still going to require the occasional brushing. The Shiba Inu has an independent nature, making it a very difficult dog to train. Because of this, the Shiba Inu is only recommended for families with plenty of dog experience. This is definitely not for a first-time pet owner because that Shiba is going to run the household. So the Shiba Inu is a dog that can fit into most environments, including apartments. It's a healthy breed with only a few small issues. The breed requires some grooming, primarily in warmer months when it sheds. The Shiba Inu is not going to train easily, so it's not likely a good fit for first-time dog owners. However, the Shiba Inu bonds very closely with its owners and can become a loving family dog. If you're looking for a beautiful dog that prefers more independence, the Shiba Inu could be the perfect pet for you. Your paws are so fuzzy. Each breed is wonderful in its own way. But some dogs are way off the charts in the doggy smarts department. That's why we're honoring these pooches with a segment all their own. Now it's time to meet today's wonder dogs. To some, Moscow can be a cold and crowded place. But others know exactly how to make the best of it. And guess what? They're of the canine variety. There are over 30,000 stray dogs in Moscow, and they've learned how to earn a pretty good living. These wandering wonder dogs cross the busy streets with ease. They know how to find a meal, even sending the smaller, cuter dogs to approach humans. They will jump up and bark and have a person drop their hot dog or whatever it is they were eating um, and steal it and run away. But most incredibly, these cunning strays have figured out how to ride the subway. Traveling from the suburbs into the city where food is more readily available. Then after a nice nap on the train, the strays remember the stops that lead to the best food sources. It's all in a day's work for these canine Muscovites who take commuting to a whole new level. They truly are man's best friend. And when you watch these dogs commuting with the rest of the commuters every day, they're just like hairy humans. Now it's time to play Pick the Pooch. Which blue-eyed herding breed, named the state dog of Louisiana, has the ability to climb trees? Can you guess which breed it is? Which breed, known for its gorgeous blue eyes, is also the state dog of Louisiana and can climb trees? It's the Catahoula Leopard Dog. This agile working dog was once used to herd wild hogs. Sleek, smooth, and built for speed, the Greyhound is one of man's best and fastest friends. They're kind of like the Ferrari of the dog world, if a Ferrari is the fastest car out there now. On the racetrack, they can reach 45 miles per hour at just 30 feet. But they're just as quick to adapt to life as companions. General Custer traveled with one, as did George Washington. And today's fans include author J.K. Rowling, Simpsons creator Matt Groening, and actress Bo Derek, who owns several retired racers. Sweet and personable, the Greyhound is one lovable hunk of dog. They really are lap dogs. They really don't know that they're bigger than you. The Greyhound, one of the oldest breeds, is the only dog to be mentioned by name in the Bible. There are carvings of them in old Egyptian tombs dating back to 2900 BC. Greyhounds were used by the Romans for coursing, the sport of chasing hare. 
They made their way to America in the 1500s by way of Spain and became popular during colonial times among Midwestern farmers for chasing crop-destroying jackrabbits. They're known to chase anything that moves quickly because that's what they were bred for. What makes the greyhounds so good at chasing prey? Their eyesight, for one, which has to do with the skull. The greyhound has a dolichocephalic skull, which means long-headed. The long, narrow head with a wide, tapering muzzle is wide between the ears. The eye placement provides a 270-degree field of vision, more than twice that of a human. A greyhound can see behind its own head. And while they are tall dogs, they are delicately framed, weighing on average 60 to 70 pounds. And greyhounds are unable to sit like other dogs. They generally go into a sitting position without their rear end touching the ground. Their renowned speed is aided by a flexible spine, which enables them to run in double suspension gallop. All four feet are off the ground at two points when they're galloping, both when their legs are stretched and extended forward and when they're tucked underneath their body. Today, many greyhounds are used for racing, which is controversial. It is outlawed in some states. It's been a welfare issue, is the way they were kept at the track and the diseases they get. Because of this, a big rescue community has developed to assist retired racing dogs in finding homes as pets. After all, there's much more to the greyhound than life at the track. Meet Shiraz, a champion greyhound who's traded winning races for winning hearts. Three words that describe Shiraz. Loyal, gentle, compassionate. On the back stretch they go into key has a half a length. Shiraz was a race dog on the Plainfield, Connecticut racetrack, and she won first place three times, and she placed 33% of the time. Shiraz was rescued from the racetrack by a Connecticut organization. That's when Cheryl, who is not a race fan, came into Shiraz's life. I met Shiraz when she was two and a half. It was love at first sight. It surprised me even how much I could love a dog. Perhaps the biggest surprise for Cheryl Mathis was how her new love would change her life. She's sweet. Um, she's interested in people, interested in dogs. With Shiraz by her side, Cheryl found that meeting people was a little easier. We'd get stopped on the street all the time. And I realized that there was this whole world out there of people who love dogs, and you had this instant connection. Cheryl realized that dogs were the icebreaker between humans who shared a love of their furry friends. And that's when Shiraz's winning qualities inspired the start of Leashes and Lovers. Cheryl, who is married, wasn't planning a traditional matchmaking site. Instead, she saw the venture as an online community for dog lovers to meet. Leashes and Lovers definitely gets the connotation of being for singles and possibly even a matchmaking type of service. And that's fine, but it is actually open to all dog lovers because the common bond really is your love of dogs. We're going kayaking with our dogs. Yeah! How you loving it, Shiraz? In its seven years on the web, the community has grown and includes many types of events and many types of dogs. Tonight, Shiraz and Cheryl will meet and mingle at a party on Manhattan's trendy Lower East Side. Everyone seems friendlier. Everybody seems nicer. Having dogs really teaches you to be selfless. It just brings out the, the best of the person. 
We don't have any children yet, and she's just like that kid. Whether out on the town or relaxing at home, this former race champion is clearly a winner. I had no idea what this one greyhound would do for my life. She wants to meet everyone. If we as humans could be so open to meeting others, you know, what a changed world we'd be. Shiraz's personality is in keeping with this breed's reputation. They are sweet, even-tempered dogs who are easy to train, but because of their speed, it's important to emphasize recall because you don't want a dog who can move that quickly, getting off leash and not coming back when called. Despite their size, greyhounds do well in apartments. They're actually considered couch potatoes. And grooming is a breeze. The only requirement to maintain their coat is a good bath. The greyhound is a pretty healthy dog and can live up to 12 years, but they are prone to a few health issues including bloat and hyperthyroidism. They're also prone to bone tumors uh, of the long bones. And a greyhound makes a good family pet. They are good with children and good companions. So in general, the sweet, even-tempered greyhound will do well in small living quarters. They can have issues with bloat, tumors, and hyperthyroidism. They're easy to groom, easy to train, and these lovable dogs will do well with a family. They're loyal, loving, and energetic. Rat Terriers get their name from America's 26th president. Teddy Roosevelt had a rat terrier named Skip, and he did such a good job clearing the White House of a rat problem that he named them the Rat Terrier. They hold the record for the most rats hunted. One Rat Terrier cleared a barn of 2,500 rats in only seven hours. These terriers are more than just hunters, though. They're a source of inspiration. Lori Anderson recently completed an album inspired by her rat terrier, Lolabelle. The album has electronic sounds imperceptible to human ears and was performed on the steps of the Sydney Opera House to 1,500 dogs. But exactly how do you get a rat terrier? Take a smooth-coated fox terrier, a now-extinct English white terrier, blend in a little whippet, some beagle, and perhaps a little bull terrier. The first thing that jumps out at you after mixing all these breeds is the rat terrier's large, sharp-pointed ears. When they're interested, they stick straight up and they've got this little bright, beady eyes and intense focus. And their eyes actually look bigger than they are because they have skinny little faces. Many people will dock or cut the tail. I don't agree with this, but some people uh, dock them. These intense and smart guys develop a strong bond with their owners. The bond between one rat terrier and his owner was tested in the most extreme way. Greg and Tess Lenore adore their rat terrier, Jake. Jake is like my son. Come on, son. Come on, little man. He's tough. He's courageous. He's loyal. He's not perfect, but he's perfect for me. But Jake wasn't always so adored. He was rescued from the streets, and when Greg and Tess were asked to foster Jake, they instantly fell in love. I said, this is my dog. He won my heart. And what they didn't know was Jake had another love, the water. So one day during lunch, I thought, well, maybe we'll walk down by the seawall and see, you know, what Jake thinks of the water. But he just dashed right in up to his neck and he swam like a fish. So Jake began swimming with Greg daily until one Friday their lives changed forever. 
So we're hanging around, and about five o'clock, I noticed that everywhere I went, Jake would park himself right in front of me and stare up at me. I said to Greg, you know what, while I prepared dinner, maybe you can take Jake for a little walk and maybe a little swim. He said, okay, I'll be back in a few minutes. Instead of going to their usual swimming grounds, they went across the street to a small marina to get in a quick swim. And I let him jump in right here, but as I watched Jake disappear under the dock here, I wanted to watch him emerge from the other side. So then I came over to this side, and I leaned over, and I called to Jake. I wanted to encourage him, and just like that giant fish just came out, Jake swam out on this angle, and when he was about right here, I noticed that a great big dark green shark was tailing him. He was right under Jake, and I became very cold and afraid. Greg's worst nightmare was about to come true. The seven-foot lemon shark attacked. Greg had only seconds to react. In an instant, the whole thing went wham, and he squished the air out of Jake. But Greg loved Jake, and he wasn't going to give him up without a fight. He did something few dog owners would do. He dove into shallow water to go after an attacking shark. And I drove my fist under the water, and then I hit something so solid, I thought, oh my God, I've hit concrete. It felt like my shoulders were driven out of my back, and it was the shark. I had landed straight on his back with both hands, and then it boiled the water and tumbled me, and I couldn't see anything. When Greg came to the surface, Jake wasn't there. I couldn't wrap my mind around going home without him. I looked around one more time, anything I could do. But Greg wouldn't be going home without Jake. His attack succeeded. The shark had let go, and as Greg frantically scanned the top of the water, Jake popped to the surface. It was like the second coming. Unbelievable opportunity. If I thought, if he, if there's any way to get him out of this water now, I will do anything. But he was bleeding. Greg grabbed him and raced for help. And we probably broke the speed limit getting to the hospital. There were not one bite, two bites, there were many bites. Um, he had many puncture wounds over his chest area. Jake was lucky none of his organs had been punctured. He was going to survive. Jake's recovery, thank goodness, was rapid. It only took a few months before Jake was back in the water. Jake is fearless. Uh, the first couple of months after that, we would walk Jake by the water and he would not even hesitate. He wanted to go in. Maybe Jake is fearless, but for Tess, Greg was Superman. It made me feel like I was married to a hero. I love you, my little buddy. Rat terriers can be lovable pets for the right family. But this dog would probably not be a good dog with small little children. They have small, dainty little legs that are fragile. The product of robust breeding, the rat terrier is generally healthy. Unlike other terrier breeds, training a rat terrier can be a real joy. There are few dogs that are as much fun to train than a rat terrier. These dogs can live just about anywhere, but they need exercise. Their short, smooth coat means they are easy to groom. When you put it all together, you have a dog who in general is good in any environment, but they need exercise. They are healthy and easy to groom. Training a rat terrier is easier than training other terrier breeds and can be a lot of fun. 
They bond well with families, but because they are small, you should take care around small children. So to recap, the Commodore is a herding dog whose coat served as camouflage. The coat can weigh 15 pounds. The Irish Water Spaniel loves to retrieve. Legend says its tail was designed by St. Patrick. The Samoyed is a Siberian breed whose thick fur was coveted like wool. The Shiba Inu is the most popular dog in Japan and maybe the hardest to train. The Greyhound is the fastest dog on the planet and can see behind his head. The Rat Terrier is great at, you guessed it, hunting rats. Remember, each individual dog is unique and may not conform to breed standards. If you're adopting a dog, do your homework and see the top 100 breeds, excessive droolers, and best family dogs all in one place. Go to AnimalPlanet.com slash Dogs 101.